Hey, Disney fans, looking for the latest Disney news? And interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars? Well, have we got the podcast for you. Welcome to D23 Inside Disney. I'm Tony from Good Morning America. I'm Jeffrey from D23. And I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. And together we are taking you Inside Disney. Hello, Tony. Well, it's just the guys, isn't it? It is. It is. Sherry, we love you. We know you're listening as you are all you're listening. Exotic Adventures and are much missed. But she was with us when we got to go to a galaxy far, far away and chat with Hayden Christensen mm-hmm. about playing Anakin slash Darth Vader in Obi-Wan Kenobi. He had a lot of interesting things to say, but possibly my favorite was really talking about, you'll be able to hear how he just let up when talking about his daughter, Briar Rose. And yes, his daughter is named Briar Rose. And I think we all know one of our favorite Disney princess heroines is also Briar Rose. So we talk a lot about that. But Tony, it looked like you had a great weekend. Oh, it was nonstop, but full of pride, of course. Of course. Pride weekend here in New York City. To kick things off on Friday, we had our big Disney Pride New York celebration. Pride fam at the New Am, at the New Amsterdam Theater where Aladdin on Broadway is. It was really cool, you guys, to produce. Mm-hmm. I love you said you guys as if like I'm multiple people, but <laughs> I know you're talking to the audience as well. I'm talking to everyone listening. It was there just so cool to produce. I know I produce content and a live show every morning, but to produce a show on a real Broadway stage was really, really something I will never forget. Mm. And it was full of all of our Disney pals. We had some cast members from Fire Island and of course our Disney on Broadway friends, Dennis Stowe, who's Jafar and Aladdin on Broadway. Mm. And we had a live performance from Holden Hagelberger who stars in Trevor the Musical, which just dropped on Disney Plus this weekend. It was really, really awesome. And then on Sunday, it was Pride Sunday here in New York, and we got to produce our Pride special on ABC News, and that special streamed on ABC News Live and Hulu and on ABC7 in New York. So triple whammy on that. So much to be proud of and to celebrate. So it was really fun uh, here in New York this weekend. A lot to celebrate. Did you march as well? Or were you at the broadcast booth the whole time? I did not march. I was all broadcast all day on Sunday. That's a lot of work. Shout out to our Disney colleagues who were in the march on so many parts of the country. ABC 7 in Chicago and San Francisco and in New York all had their pride marches this weekend. So it was really neat to see all that. Mm, Amazing. What about you? Keeping in the pride theme, I did binge every episode of Love, Victor, season three. Oh, oh, God. So good. What a beautiful way to send that show out. So if you've not already watched it, streaming on Hulu and Disney Plus, and my heart broke, I laughed. I just thought it was terrific the way they wrapped things up in, a, in just a beautiful way. I also got to see Thor, Love, and Thunder. <gasps> and Amazing. I had such a great time. Obviously, no spoilers. Natalie Portman, Tessa Thompson, and of course, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, so good. So good. Can't wait to talk more about it. Maybe we'll have a special guest on the show. I don't Mm. know. People keep tuning in. Um, But the real highlight for me, I, I was in Dearborn, Michigan, just outside of Detroit. 
for the opening of Heroes and Villains, the Walt Disney Archives fantastic exhibit that was just at the Museum of Pop Culture up in Seattle. It just opened at the Henry Ford Museum. It's going to be there through the end of the year. It is such a great exhibit. I forget how I look at my photos and I'm like, oh, that's amazing. And then I see it again in person and the detail on these costumes, it is extraordinary the craftsmanship that goes into that and the little touches that the camera never picks up but that the actor feels when they're wearing it it actually helps them get into costume and and you hear that from a lot of actors something else that was really cool that i did not know they of course have the sanderson sisters costumes on display from the original hocus pocus film And the makers of Hocus Pocus 2 actually went into the archives and photographed and used those original costumes for reference when building the costumes for the second one, because obviously the first ones, they're they're very fragile, so they could not wear those ones again. And they're also on display in Dearborn, Michigan. I love knowing, again, how as we go to our future, the archives is such a resource, which is uh, amazing. There was a fantastic D23 member event, and I was really overwhelmed Tony, I know that I know this happens to you sometimes. I I don't normally have people come up and talk about the podcast with me. So I'm just going to rattle off the names of these people. There was Pete and Inara and Cody, Kyle and Sarah, Caitlin, Catherine and Evan, Andrew, Carly, Brooke and Whitney. I am not kidding. All these people came up and had such kind, generous things to say. So thank you all so much for listening. Thank you all so much for being there at that event. It it meant a lot and the words were great. And I know we joke that we sometimes think our moms are the only ones listening to the podcast. So it really means a lot to hear that we are, that they are not. (laughs) Also, thanks to both Jason Red and Angela Batista, who reached out on the socials with really kind words about the Chris Evans episode from last week, which such a good episode. He was so terrific. So thanks and huge shout outs to them love it it just really does feel so nice to know that people are listening and care about disney as much as we do tony and and sherry as well yeah Uh, well i was gonna say if you're listening out there and see jeffrey just walking down the street please say hi hi (laughs) some people were like oh i didn't want to come up and i'm like please come up always come say hi to us so you guys i love it exactly Yes. Also, we get a lot of Disney news to get to. So we're going to start with some fabulous Disney Vacation Club news. I am a DVC member. Some people know Bay Lake Tower is my home resort. And starting July 11th, Top of the World Lounge is going to be reopening. They've now enhanced it with some new details as if the lounge had been uh, visited by some Disney villains. So a great story in the parks blog about that. And new resort studios have opened at the villas at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. They added more than 200 studios. There are enhancements that have been made to the existing one, two, and three bedroom deluxe villas. They look beautiful. So again, head to the Parks blog. You can see some great images from that. Lovely. Well, from the top of the world to P. Sherman 42, Wallaby Way, Sydney, the Finding Nemo submarine voyage will reopen on July 25th at Disneyland Park. How excited are you, Jeffrey? I'm excited. I'm very excited. I'm also really excited because did you see that image of Hank? Yes. I mean, <laughs> everyone's favorite septopus. I love that they added him to the attraction. So he looks cute. amazing and adorable. Well, you can count on that. And there's definitely a few extra coats of fresh kelp and seaweed coming along <laughs> as well, if I do say so myself. And a new behind the scenes video of what our teams at Disney Imagineering 
Disneyland and Pixar have been up to and prepping for the reopening is at the Disney Parks blog. So, so fun. So fun. Well, a lot of Disney Parks news, a lot of Disney Parks news, because last week was halfway to the holidays. And so, of course, what better to do than make a whole bunch of parks holiday announcements? I am very sorry that I'm taking Sherry's holiday corner from her, but I feel like she forfeited that by being on vacation. There was so much, so much information. I'm just going to touch on a little bit. First of all, all of the adorable new merchandise from headband ears to spirit jerseys, adorbs. A Disney Christmas is returning to Hong Kong Disneyland Resort, and our friend Carly will be very happy to know that Duffy and Friends Winter Wonderland is back as part of that. Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party is coming back to Disney World, and they're known for doing a Jingle Cruise, the Magically Holiday Transform Jungle Cruise. I do not remember them doing this, and if they have done this before, I apologize for not knowing, but for the event, they say they will also be doing some holiday makeovers for Space Mountain, the Tomorrowland Speedway, Monsters and Glass Floor, and the Mad Tea Party, which... You know me and roller coasters, they go together like <laughs> fish and bicycles. But I still may make an exception if I'm there over the holidays to go on that. I mean, those attractions are good picks, by the way. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you would know from being your photo pass expert. Mm-hmm. So much other incredible holiday stuff coming back to Walt Disney World Resort. One of our favorites, the Candlelight Processional, coming back to Epcot. Cannot wait to hear who the hosts are going to be this season. And in like big rocking news, speaking of things that make my tummy upset, but still love them, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. It is going to be trading in some of the classic hits for a mashup of seasonal jams. So that sounds like you're going to have to go back and listen to more songs. That's so cool. It is, right? I can't wait to hear what they come up with. Disney's Enchanted Christmas coming back to Disneyland Paris. There's Oh Mon Dieu. There's so much. There's so much. So please head to our friends at the Parks blog. They have tons and tons of great images and stories. All the details are there. And while Sherry may not be able to wait for the holidays, I am very happy it's summer. So I'm soaking up the sun. Oh my goodness. And, you know, I have been waiting for another reason to ride Cosmic Rewind with you, Jeffrey. So add that to the list this holiday. Okay. All right. (laughs) Well, staying in this holiday spirit, Disney Plus just shared a really awesome cast photo and more details on the upcoming original series, The Santa Clauses. That's right. You heard that right. It's plural. Yep. The official series name of the upcoming Disney Plus original series based on, obviously, the popular film trilogy starring Tim Allen and Elizabeth Mitchell, who will be reprising their roles for this series. How Very, very cool. For those wondering, it takes place after the events of The Santa Claus 3 and that cast photo and more at the Disney Parks blog, of course. Oh, so much to look forward to. I can so hear much. those jingle bells ringing. Mm, indeed. <laughs> I love that Cal Penn's in the cast. I think he's terrific too. No. So excited, excited for that. But another holiday, a lot sooner, is the summer holiday. And they just put out the trailer for Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation, <gasps> which looks, I was, I was like crying with laughter. The, all of those Lego Star Wars movies are so funny. They're and so I- great. There's a Weird Al song. There's C-3PO and R2-D2 in such wrong holiday sweaters. If you have not watched the trailer, please head over to StarWars.com and you can see it there. And in other trailer news, we just learned a whole lot more about the threequel for Zombies. Zombies 3 
we're going out of this world. They've got the vampires, they have the werewolves, they have the cheerleaders, and now they will have some aliens. So the trailer is great. It reveals a whole bunch of new details. It does look like everyone has to band together to address this invasion of some sort. And of course, RuPaul is joining the cast as the voice of the mothership. So you can see the trailer. It's up on the Disney Plus YouTube page, and it is very funny. And if you are listening to this podcast the day it drops, June 30th, Say It With Pride, Disney Plus celebrates Pride 365 premieres. Uh, I did get a chance to preview the show and uh, incredible, oh, incredible performances. Jessica Darrow, who I love from Encanto, fantastic. Ellen Menken and the fabulous Nina West do a, a beautiful Howard Ashman song that Alan played actually at D23 Expo and it brings tears to my eyes. The fabulous Alex Newell, the incredible Angelica Ross from Pose, great performances. So you can check that out on the Disney Plus YouTube channel. Yay, I love that. Well, there's not not a good time to become a Marvel fan, but if you are a little newer to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, this news is definitely for you. So listen up. The MCU in timeline order, Jeffrey. Okay. Crucial information is now available on Disney Plus. Wow. I know. That's, that's good. And with all these series, it's important to also know where they fall in the timeline. So I like that they're doing this. Totally. So MCU timeline order assemble. Oh, so I like what you did there. I like what <laughs> no you did. No more there. guessing or internet searching or making up your own order. Not anything's wrong with that, but literally everything from Captain America, the first Avenger up to the latest edition, Miss Marvel. Everything is in order for you on Disney Plus. So hugely fun. And I will be getting into that this weekend, perhaps. Hmm. Well, you know what else is in order? Ooh, tell us more. Those chimes. Those chimes, they're always in good work and order for us because it's time for five fantastic things to watch this weekend, courtesy of our friends at State Farm. For complete details and listings, visit d23.com. And remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Jeffrey, what's up first? Well, up first, we have a new episode of Ultraviolet and Black Scorpion this Friday, July 1st at 8.30 p.m. on Disney Channel. So check it out. Also making its premiere on Friday on Disney Plus is Marvel Studios Assembled, the making of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I loved hearing from Sochi Gomez, loved hearing from Danny Elfman, cannot wait to see more about the making of that film. And also if you have not listened to Sochi Gomez and Danny Elfman on our podcast, please go back and listen to them because they are both very interesting. Our interview with Danny was iconic. Iconic. I love it. Well, you just got to tell him that you saw him at Coachella and like <laughs> make him smile. I mean, that's pretty cool. Anyway. Well, yeah. Next up, we have Bohemian Rhapsody, new to the library on July 1st on Hulu. Rami Malek as Freddie Mercury, the lead singer of Queen. Oh, this is such a good watch. And mm-hmm. also on July 3rd on Disney Plus, Hamilton. Watch Hamilton to celebrate its second anniversary on the platform. I mean, perfect way to celebrate the eve of Independence Day. And then on Monday, July 4th, it's a holiday weekend. So we're going to go into Monday. That will still be part of the weekend. America the Beautiful, all episodes are dropping from this show. It's narrated by, of course, the fabulous Michael B. Jordan. And that trailer, we talked about it before. It just looks stunning. So enjoy America the Beautiful on America's birthday. 
on to our guest who we know, love, and fear from a galaxy far, far away. He's played the role of Anakin Skywalker in Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. And he donned the helmet and cape to play Darth Vader in the Disney Plus series, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Please welcome to the show, Hayden Christensen. Woo! Yeah, all right, let's do it. All right, so how did you approach the return and your return to the character of Anakin slash Darth Vader? My approach, I just wanted to make it as deliberate and as thoughtful as I possibly could. You know, this is a character that means a great deal to me. And coming back to him, I feel, you know, strong responsibility. I just really wanted to make sure I was putting my best foot forward. Did you have to put yourself back in the mindset of Revenge of the Sith and just like sort of channel that to get to the next place? Yeah, certainly to a degree. I mean, when you start on something and you read the script for the first time, there's this sort of just period of objective learning about what's going on. And you just sort of take in that information. And and then it was sort of getting back into the mindset. You know, it's a character that I know really well, though, and one that has kind of stayed with me over the years. So it sort of came very naturally to, to get back to it. So do you have a favorite scene from filming the series? I did for sure. This might get into spoiler territory, but what I can speak to that we have seen is the back to tank. I really enjoyed getting to shoot that stuff. I loved that shot from Rogue One where you see Vader in the back to tank. And so getting to, you know, get in there myself and have the camera see a little bit more. That was good fun. Wow. All right. Well, let's talk about makeup. What was the process like for you to get into the makeup for Burned Anakin? Yeah, it was a good four to five hours every day that we did it. Oh my gosh. Um, and so, you know, you'd go to work really early in the morning and sit in a makeup chair as still as you can while layers of prosthetics are, are glued all over your body. But I really enjoyed that process, you know, just watching sort of Vader, you know, come to life in the mirror there. That was very enjoyable. Taking did you do any off afterwards. <laughs> That was always very painful. Um, <laughs> I haven't quite figured out how to do that one yet. <laughs> when you have all that time, are you watching TV? Are you listening to music? Are you listening to perhaps fabulous Disney podcasts? Just not throwing <laughs> it out there. I should be. Uh, <laughs> um, honestly, it's a very sort of meditative state that I would go into and sort of start to, you know, really feel the character and, and get into that headspace. Mm. So I have to ask, are you always in the suit except for some of the, maybe the stunts? No, I'm, it's not always me. Uh, I do have some help because of the nature of, of the height difference. I mean, I'm 6'1". I'm not a small guy, but, you know, Vader and the original David Prowse was 6'6 six, six or something, you know. So I put on as much weight as I could. I <laughs> grow myself, though. So I did need some help with a lot of the perspective shots where you really see the, the height of Vader. How heavy is that? It looks very heavy. It's a, it's a very heavy costume and you just sweat buckets in it all day long. But, you know, it's such an honor to get to put it on. So, Wow. Can you talk a little bit about acting and conveying emotion and the strength of Vader when you're in that suit and not able to use your eyes? Yeah, it's all physicality. That's a different sort of type of work in my profession. But there's a long history of, you know, working behind a mask and acting, you know, and especially in Star Wars, right? I'm giving the performance regardless of what you see, you know, or don't see, but what is conveyed is through the physicality. 
Well, the series is very serious to say the least. Did you ever do anything to lighten the mood on set? Pull any pranks? <laughs> Not that I can remember. No, the show, you know, has some sort of dark elements to it, but mood on set was not that, you know, you know, everyone was just really sort of happy to be there and excited to be working on a Star Wars project. I just like have this vision of you like in the helmet and being like, can I get a, a donut, please? You know, I've been in here for an hour. That's just my <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> I, I would like, snack when I could, you know, <laughs> when I had the opportunity. Uh, I would love to see Vader eat a donut. That's, that's... Yeah, we're trying to take a, a sip of a, you know, of a water. You need a very long straw. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can imagine. Crazy uh, straw. <laughs> yes. Do you have any fun memories from shooting with you and? So many fond memories, you know, on this one, absolutely just getting to reunite as these characters every day we got to work together was a very special occasion, you know, and, and it's because of the sort of the history that we share and, and all of our time spent together on the prequels and, and so many fond memories of hanging out with you and, you know, we would spend a lot of time together working on set, obviously, and training, you know, in, in gym, uh, but we would also just go back and, and hang out afterwards. And some of my favorite memories are, are just, you know, hanging out with him at his house or something. Hmm. Do you have a memory of the first time you saw each other after you both knew this was happening? Yeah, we got together a little bit before we started filming in Santa Monica here and just went for a walk together. And I'd seen him a little bit, not long before, but I wasn't aware that I was going to be involved in this project yet. And so we didn't talk too much about it, but we just had a lot of catching up to do. And then, and then of course, just talking about how cool it was that we were going to get to step back into Star Wars again. Your sweet daughter is named Briar Rose. We're guessing that has to do with one of our favorite Disney princesses. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, not named after, but certainly we, we enjoyed uh, the connection. Uh, has yeah. has she met Aurora in the parks yet? <laughs> yes, she has. Yeah, yeah. Oh she, my gosh, what was that we, like? We've taken her to the parks a few times, and it's just so much fun going there and watching your your child's face light up with joy when when they see these characters. And, <laughs> and so she went and met all the different Disney princesses, and she even got made up as a Disney princess. They've got this Aww. this boutique, you know, where they make bibbidi bobbidi. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I've, I've been there too. Did she choose Aurora or did she choose a different princess? I forget. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> she, she, she was all done up. I have a real affection for all things Disney and my daughter's mother as well, you know, just loves Disney. So it was a, a good name for us. But Briar Rose, my grandmother's name is Rose. And so oh. that's where we got the Rose from. That's great. Sweet. We did see that you went a little bit ago to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland. Wanted to know, having been in the movies, what that experience was like for you. It's incredible what they've created there. I've been a couple of times now and I'm blown away by these rides and the exhibits and just the environment that they've created. I took my daughter and her cousin on the Rise of the Resistance ride this past trip and yes. they were just blown away by it, as was I. Yeah, it's an incredible thing they've done there. Gotta ask you, do you have a favorite memory from filming Attack of the Clones or Avenger the Sith? 
It was really just the whole experience and, and the adventure of it for me was what was most memorable. You know, the people I got to work with, getting to work so closely with George Lucas and just watching him tell his story and how he goes about that. That was, you know, an incredible thing for me. But I mean, so many fond memories, hard to choose just one. Is there a Star Wars character or a Star Wars actor that you haven't worked with but wish you had? Yeah, well, I mean, I've always loved Han Solo. I've never got to work with him, but uh, maybe, you know. Harrison Ford, Great Han choice. Solo, it's an excellent choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't go wrong. We end every interview with this question. And I imagine since you've been a part of the Disney family for a long time, it may be hard to pick, but do you have a favorite Disney memory? I've got a lot of good Disney memories. You know, one of my favorite films still to this day is the original, I don't know if it's the original, but the old Robin Hood animated yeah, film. The original, yeah. That they nice. did, you know, with all the different animals as the different characters. I used to watch that on repeat when I was a little kid. That was like my go-to film. I've rewatched it again recently with my daughter. And that's just a very sort of nostalgic thing for me now. You may or may not be surprised to know that Captain America himself, Chris Evans, told us that's his favorite movie as well. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, talk about a connection between a galaxy far, far away and a cinematic universe. There yeah, we go. There go. Yeah. That's, well, the, that's the missing piece. It's a great film. I mean, I, I can see why. Hayden, thank you so much. We were so happy to have you back in the Star Wars universe with us. Thank you and congratulations on the series. And hopefully we'll see more of you very soon. Thank you so much. Thanks I for chatting. That. You too. Yeah, nice talking with you guys. I know I said this at the top of the show, but I really just loved watching his face light up when talking about his daughter and all the Disney stuff they've done together. That's I just sweet. think that's so it's cool. So Adorable. Ugh. Well, thanks everybody for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for all the latest Disney info, just check out D23.com. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and a fantastic Disney guest on an all new episode of D23 Inside, Inside Disney. Disney. Happy July 4th. <laughs>